Well, hello, everyone. This is JB with Not By Works Ministries. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. It is Friday, December the 2nd. Hard to believe it's December already, but uh, we are delighted today to have once again our regular weekly guest, Randy, who's going to be uh, giving us some updates on uh, everything from Russia and Ukraine to some of the strange happenings around the world and some paranormal activity and just some other insights that he's uh, gleaned over the last week. And we sure appreciate having him on our show, and I'll introduce him in just a moment, but uh, he does a lot of work and a lot of study to prepare for these uh, podcasts and really value his input. So look forward to talking to him in a moment. Before we begin, I want to just make a couple of quick announcements. Um, first of all, I want to once again uh, mention that we are happy to do some Zoom meetings with your small group, uh, or it doesn't have to necessarily be a small group, but if you have a group of people together, whether it's a home group or at your church or organization, and you'd like uh, to schedule a Zoom meeting where I can take questions and interact with your group, I'd be glad to do that. Just reach out to us through our website at notbyworks.org. Again, that's notbyworks.org. Um, and uh, we'll put something on the calendar. I've done a couple of those recently, and they've been some of our biggest, uh, you know, watched or, or listened to podcasts and videos. And so it's always edifying for uh, the whole world of, of the Not By Works family out there, not just the folks in the room uh, for those sessions. So be glad to do that. It's uh, something that I really enjoy. So reach out to me if you'd like to schedule one of those. Um, and no group is too big or too small. And then also want to mention that um, uh, you can go to our website at notbyworks.org and sign up for our newsletter. Um, we send out regular uh, newsletters and emails and updates anytime we have anything new coming up, like a speaking engagement or a, a particularly good podcast or video. We try not to bombard you, so we don't send out an alert every time we post something. If you subscribe to our podcast channel on your favorite podcast, podcast provider, then you already get a an update or an alert anytime a new podcast is posted several times a week. But uh, we do send out emails at least uh, once every week or two, sometimes more, depending on what's going on. And it's just a, way, a great way to stay in touch with what's happening at Not By Works Ministry. So uh, to sign up for that, just go to notbyworks.org and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see a box there where you can enter your email address, and you can uh, you'll get all of our emails from that point on. So uh, we are excited about what God's doing at Not By Works. He's doing some great things at Plum Creek Chapel. Uh, we recently posted my Wednesday night study on the greatness of God. Uh, it was part three of that series. I hope you'll uh, check that out if you haven't already. And then finally, I wanted to mention I am uh, going to be in Dallas next week for the pre-trib conference. It's actually in Irving, to be more specific. Uh, and if you are in the, the Metroplex area of Dallas-Fort Worth, I would encourage you to stop by and say hello. First of all, it's a great conference. I've had the privilege of speaking there uh, three times. I'm, I'm not speaking this year. I'm just going to uh, set up our resource table and interact with some of my friends and colleagues there. Um, but uh, if you're in the area, we'd love for you to come by, say hello. Uh, and also, it's just a great conference, a great lineup of speakers uh, this year. I'm really looking forward to hearing some of them. So check it out. You can learn more about the Pre-Trib Conference at pre trib Dot org. That's pre-trib.org. I'll be there with my wife, Wendy, and uh, would love to meet you in person if you could stop by our resource table. I would imagine many of you, or some of you anyway, are probably already planning to attend that conference. It's a pretty large conference. So if you're there, stop by and see us in the exhibit area at our resource table. And I might also mention we could always use some extra volunteers. So if you're in that area and you're coming to the conference, uh, we would love to have your help at the resource table. Uh, we'd even uh, give you a, a couple of books or something just as a way of saying thanks, but it's just me and Wendy, and you know how it is. Uh, we frequently need to get away, or sometimes things come up, and so it's nice to have some help, helping hands there at the resource table. So if you're in the area, come by, say hello, and if you're interested, just say, hey, I'd like to volunteer to help at your resource table. All right, well, we're excited about what we're going to talk about today. You know, I was thinking about all that's going on in the world. There seems to be a real rise, even in the last two weeks, in the number of strange occurrences that are out there, even being reported in the mainstream news. I remember seeing one article just a couple of days ago on Sky News out of uh, Europe that talked about catching demonic entities and demonic shapes on camera. And I thought, wow, that is really strange. But, you know, we talk about this 
in my uh, Spirit of the Antichrist Volume 2. I, I talk about the spirit of phenomena being on the rise. And recently, Randy and I talked on this very podcast about UFOs and some of the things going on with that. But UFOs are not the only phenomena that we see escalating in recent days and months. There are more and more strange occurrences surfacing. And when I say strange, I'm not talking about just peculiar coincidences or uncanny synchronicities or some kind of a rare occurrence. I'm talking about high strangeness that is not of this world. It's uh, it's paranormal type activity. And I firmly believe, uh, as I outline in chapter 10 of volume two, that the closer we get uh, to the return of Christ, uh, the closer we get to the tribulation period, and of course, by extension, that means the closer we are to the rapture, the more of this type of activity we're going to see. What is happening is the spiritual battle that's raging in the heavenlies is heating up. And when that heats up, that means things on earth are going to heat up. And occasionally, uh, that that spiritual warfare that is so prevalent and so intense is going to spill over into the realm of the visible. Now, this has always been true for 6,000 years since Satan and his demons were cast out of uh, heaven, the, the one-third of the angels that followed him instead of God. Um, we've always seen spiritual battles and spiritual warfare going on, but as I mentioned in my book, since uh, really the last hundred years or so, it's just skyrocketed because uh, Satan knows his time is coming to an end. We're getting closer and closer to the return of Christ to establish his kingdom. And so that spiritual battle that rages in the heavenlies that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6 is uh, is raging more and more intense, intensely, and that's spilling over sometimes into the realm of the visible. And so we're seeing more and more reports of this kind of thing. I, I, I think I'm going to title this podcast, Something Wicked This Way Comes, because it really is, you know, ratcheting up to this climactic battle that will take place after the rapture in the tribulation period between the forces of good and the forces of evil, between God and his eternal son of God and Satan and his antichrist. And so, of course, something wicked this way comes, most of you know, is a line out of Macbeth, Shakespeare's famous play. And one of the witches in, in that uh, play, Macbeth says, quote, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. And then Ray Bradbury, the famous uh, science fiction author, uh, uh, picked up that line, something wicked this way comes for his 1962 uh, novel that is a uh, Pretty pretty scary stuff. I remember reading that as a kid. Uh, read a couple of Ray Bradbury novels, actually. But in Something Wicked This Way Comes, these two 13-year-old boys are terrorized by this uh, sort of demonic figure, appropriately named Mr. Dark. But uh, Something Wicked This Way is really coming. Satan is uh, losing his grip, and he and his human accomplices, the Luciferian elite, are desperately attempting to roll out the New World Order. And we see a lot of it uh, firsthand. We we see things like uh, you know the globalism, the transhumanism, the World Economic Forum, the central bank digital currencies, and Randy and I have talked a lot about that on this program. The sort of the physical, earthly aspects of the one world political, religious, and economic system that is coming. But we don't really uh, often remember or think about the fact that that's just a sort of a manifestation of what's taking place in the unseen realm. And so it just seems to me we're seeing an incredible uptick in paranormal activity. Just recently, there were several reports of animal mutilations right here in my home state of Colorado. The Klinglesmith family, this has been all over the news, talks about how there was some type of apparent wolf depredation on their ranch up in uh, north uh, western Colorado, Meeker. Um, but this, the uh, all of the evidence doesn't really fit with any type of uh, predator like a wolf. There's no uh, footprints, for example, no tracks, and uh, it just has a lot of the characteristics of the classic cattle mutilation and animal mutilation that we uh, talk about in Chapter 10 of my book. I have a whole section on mysterious animal mutilations. It's fascinating stuff. I hope you'll, if you have the book, go back and review that in Chapter 10. By the way, if you don't have my Spirit of the Antichrist series, Volume 1 and Volume 2, both of which came out this year. Volume 2 just came out in October. 
uh, just go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and you can get a sneak peek at both books. You can see the tables of contents and see what we discuss in the books. And I've also reprinted the entire preface for each volume. And so you can kind of get a sense for what they're about. And then you can order it right there uh, with a click of a button. So uh, with that, uh, lots going on in the world, Randy, especially in the paranormal uh, realm. You know, I want to remind our readers right out of the chute what First John Chapter 4, uh, verse 4 says, you know, we, we talk a lot about 1 John 4, 3, which is really the foundational passage that we get the title of my book series from, where John reminds us that the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work among us. That's verse 3. But if you go to 1 John 4, 4, it reminds us, of course, of that great news that we shouldn't fear because greater is he who is in us than he who is in uh, the world. And so I just see, uh, I just want to remind our readers that as we talk about some pretty heavy stuff today and uh, and and see, kind of a, get a glimpse of this battle from Satan's perspective, uh, have no fear. It's an exciting time to be alive. It just reminds us that uh, the return of Christ to make all things new is that much closer. But uh, Randy, I want to welcome you to the program. As always, it's a great honor to have you. And uh, what do you think about some of this uh, paranormal stuff that's happening? <laughs> well, if we wanted to, we could have hours and hours of discussion on this topic alone. Um, there are a lot of things going on right now. It's becoming clearer how they're going to interact and how they are actually uh, interconnected. We don't have time today to go into this like I'm going to next week, but a few things that people need to start thinking about. So when next week, when we bring some of this up, they're not going to go, oh, my goodness, shut this podcast off. It's evil. Well, we don't want them to do that, that's for sure. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So we're going to give them a little bit this week, and then next week we're going to hit them with some of the heavier stuff. All right, cattle mutilations. There have been tens of thousands of them in the United States. There have been very few that have ever been really solved. Some of them were uh, cover-ups by the military studying radiation, studying uh, different types of uh, bioterrorism, uh, mechanisms, etc. These have been really going on since the 60s. The 70s and 80s were primarily Nebraska, Iowa, New Mexico, Arizona, and a couple of other states. A lot of those were found out to be militarily uh, related because the um, CIA Department of Defense was making some experiments at that time that I don't think they were very proud of. The cattle mutilations going on in Colorado right now I've looked at the photos that they've got, and I have to tell you, they are completely different than the ones that were occurring back in the 70s and 80s. The ones in the 70s and 80s, they could never figure out how they took place. Uh, it was later suggested and pretty much proven that the military was using their own aircraft to lift the animals, with which time they would kill the animal, drain it of blood, insert another uh, chemical into it, causing it to dry out making it look like it had been present and dead for days at a time. Um, basically, they were testing for radiation and bacteria and stuff because of the um, programs that were going on near White Sands, New Mexico, uh, all of the uh, nuclear testing, etc. Now, there is a demonic portion to this, which we brought up a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Understand, like I had said before, supposedly there are from the crash sites that have occurred, there are still demons that are alive and they use this for food. When a demon is in the spiritual state, it requires no nourishment. When it's in the physical state, it does, just as Jesus ate when he was on the world, in the world, so do the other entities that appear as a physical entity. They have to be, uh, they have to be fed, watered, whatever, just like a human. But anyway, what I was going to say on the ones that are in Colorado, I've noticed by looking at the photos that they have these large scratch marks in them. Now, I don't know if Colorado has any wolves in that area, uh, big coyote population or whatever, but I noticed I think one herd had eight animals that were destroyed at the same time. Now, that could definitely be a predator because yeah. with the scratch marks, it looks like they took that animal down and actually started eating on it. Yeah, let me let me interject. So uh, I've looked at those same photos. Um, 
in fact, in case our listeners want to go look it up, one is from uh, a popular online agricultural newspaper called the Fence Post, uh, and the other was uh, from uh, the New York Post. So if you just Google uh, animal mutilations, New York Post or animal mutilations, the Fence Post, which is an agricultural uh, newspaper online, uh, you'll see it. But uh, Randy, I mean, as I look at those, they, they're claiming their teeth marks, but they're clearly way too wide to be a traditional uh, wolf. Uh, and, yes. and, and again, there's all kinds of other anomalies that, that you would absolutely have present at the scene of this mutilation if it were a traditional predator. Uh, but I want to go back just for our listeners' sake to clarify a couple of things you said. That's fascinating uh, observation to point out that uh, these demonic entities that are taking on human form, and we absolutely know they can do this. I've, I've documented this uh, biblically in the book. You know, you go to passages like uh, in Hebrews where it talks about, you know, you might be, you know, entertaining an angel when you're talking to a stranger and you don't even know it. So we know that they can take on human form and animal form. We know Jesus cast out a, a bunch of demons, a legion, and then they went into a herd of swine. So it's just classic... Uh, you know, shape-shifting type of behavior. But the point is, when these demonic entities are manifesting in biological form, then that means they have all of the biological characteristics. You know, if you're looking at a demonic entity, be it an animal, uh, like a skinwalker that, that I talk about in volume two, or some other animal, it's going to look like it has legs and teeth and a head and ears. And if you were to cut it open, it's going to have organs. And so uh, when you talk about these demonic entities that are supposedly, you know, being held captive as a result of some type of a, a mishap, uh, you know, again, the mainstream world calls these UFOs and thinks of them as alien spacecraft and little green men and little aliens and so forth. We believe, based on a biblical worldview, these are dimensional beings, that is, demonic beings. But at the end of the day, we end up at the same place, and that is that you know, Satan is using his entourage of demonic entities to come to earth for a variety of reasons. We we can speculate, we can't say with certainty what some of the purposes is. You mentioned that uh, the purpose of these uh, uh, animal mutilations, and by the way, it's not just cattle, as I know you know, but for our listeners, there's all kinds right. of examples. And Colorado's been on the front lines of this almost from the beginning. Uh, Linda Moulton Howe was a KMGH-TV Channel 7 uh, a director of special projects back in the 70s and 80s. And, and, and she, you know, won an Emmy for her 1980 television documentary called A Strange Harvest, talking about uh, these uh, animal mutilations. And there was one famous one down in uh, Southern Colorado uh, of a horse uh, and I talk about, give some of these examples in the book. Uh, but in any event, the ones that we're seeing here, that they could be using them for food to, to feed these biological demonic entities that are trapped in time, space, and matter. They could be doing experiments. I believe a big part of it is the uh, quest of Satan to alter the DNA of mankind and to try to create life like uh, we talk about in the transhumanism chapter. Um, but anyway, yeah, just I wanted to kind of give some context there, because if you've never heard of the subject of uh, uh, animal mutilations, uh, you might be thinking, man, this is absolutely off the res reservation here. But no, this is well documented. It's been, you know, congressional hearings about it, as I've talked about in the book and documented. Um, and by the way, I did an interview. I, I give this uh, story in the book. Uh, an impromptu interview. I hadn't planned on it, but it was a, an interview with a farmer from Nebraska that tells a firsthand eyewitness account of uh, cattle mutilations on his ranch. So anyway, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Randy, but just wanted to kind of give a little bit of background for our listeners. Nope, absolutely no problem. Now, a couple of things I want to add here. In my research, I'm showing that on the cattle mutilations, there always seems to be a presence of military aircraft in the general area, before or during when this uh, stuff supposedly happens. I find a lot of these are taking place near uh, Indian reservations. Um, Dulce, New Mexico, Indian reservation, a lot of cattle mutilations back in the 70s and 80s. We'll get into that later, but Skinwalker Ranch in, um, let's see, that is Northeast Utah has had the same problems. Uh, as I watch the program, talk to people involved with that show, 
you'll notice a lot of times our, our military aircraft hovering above the ranch, watching what is going on. At the same time, you, you will see an orb, just a basic sphere, which is a silver color that is also there. And you'll notice when the orb appears, the cattle go bananas. They start rampaging, running, um, they're nervous. When the orb disappears, the cattle calm down. So there's a lot more here. Like I said, one of these next week or two, we're gonna devote a lot of time to this because there are so many different things going on and it leads into so many other things. Uh, the more I look into all of the strange things taking place, they're all related. And I find that a little bit strange, but uh, so, not unsuspected. So let me ask you, so you're saying, uh, and, and I've I documented the UFO connection to cattle mutilations in the book, but you're saying a lot of times when there's this strange mutilation activity, there are also other paranormal activities like orbs and other unidentified uh, aerial phenomena. But you're also yeah. saying that the military also has a like we have a known presence of military aircraft as well. Yes, and it they, could that actually be... on Skidwalker Ranch they actually showed the military uh, plane that was flying over the ranch at the time. Yeah, so I've I've thought that when we've seen that my my. Uh, best guess was that this was the military flying jets out to try to figure out what in the world showing up on radar like we saw with the USS Nimitz off the I think it was off the west coast or uh, you know the the ones that have been uh, in the, the news quite a bit lately I'll talk about them in the book but so you're saying so is that what this military aircraft are doing are they just there to investigate what in the world's going on with these orbs I think the military knows so much more about what the orbs, UFOs, UAPs are than what they let us know. I think they're worried. I think they know that it is a threat. I don't believe they know the extent of the threat, what the capabilities of the threat are. But for them to take their investigation a few months ago and all of a sudden make it top secret again tells you that they're worried and things are going on. And you can only surmise at this point what that actually is. But good's there. Well, what else have you got for us? We'll uh, we'll have to come back, like you say, and give a little more in-depth uh, reporting on on the, uh, the paranormal stuff. But I encourage folks to check out chapters nine and ten in volume two. Uh, lots of data uh, there to uh, consider. But uh, what do you know about uh, Russia and Ukraine? Anything new there? Okay. Russia and the Ukraine, I noticed last night, I pull, uh, pulled up the uh, satellite images. Russia now has their strategic bombers placed along with their fighters and their missiles. They are ready to react and act. And it looks like as soon as the ground freezes, they're gonna be hitting the Ukraine hard. Um, like we said before, they, are, uh, they have approximately 700,000 men, women ready to go. They've also started enlisting up to 2 million more through Russia. And we mentioned that last week. The Ukrainian army is down to less than 100,000 strong. They're using mercenaries from uh, Al-Qaeda, uh, ISIS, anywhere that they can find them. They're paying them 1,500 a month. And one has to surmise that the money that we're paying into the Ukraine is being used to pay for our old nemesis in those groups. So you're saying you... You're saying Ukraine, they're supposed to be the good guys, right? According to the mainstream media, the good guys are partnering with Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Wow. Well, I think I think we mentioned in our first uh, podcast, uh, there are no good guys in this world. And that's becoming much more obvious every week. That's now, right. The, the rich people in Ukraine have fled to Monaco, and they are now, now called the Monaco Battalion. They don't fight, they don't support it, but they want to make money off of it, which works real well with the U.S. government. Uh, we are now up to $105 billion in our um, donations to the Ukraine, and um, that money keeps going week by week. Uh, the Chinese, well, before we go on, Russia has also landed bombers in China. I don't know if that is a signal to the United States that China and Russia are hand in hand in this, if it's a threat, if they're gonna be doing something else, but Russian and Chinese aircraft have been inter, 
the inner parts of the Japanese, South Korean, and um, uh, even to the north of Taiwan, they're in their airspace every day. And it's a threat because they're getting closer and closer. They're increasing the amount of aircraft. And basically, everybody's worried about an attack. North Korea is supposed to be testing a nuclear weapon, uh, missile, ICBM, here in the near future. The Americans, Japanese, and everybody are worried because if it goes off target, it could easily hit one of those countries. So those are going to be very tense moments here in the next couple of weeks while uh, the um, North Koreans prepare for that. But look for it and look for a response from the and, United States. And North Korea has a history of errant missile uh, trials, right? I mean, so uh, yes. it's not without you know, merit to be concerned about the, these uh, nuclear missile tests. That's exactly right. The, um, you know, the best case scenario is if that missile would begin to launch and just happen to implode, take out a large area and uh, probably solve a lot of problems for everybody. But, um, okay, a couple of things that have happened. I want to go through some bizarre things real quick, and then we'll get back to the Russians and uh, that area. All right. California, yesterday, decided they would like to give reparations to all the black people in California. This is Mr. Newsom's idea and he wants to present it to the full council and get this through the uh, state. They'd like to give $223,000 to each black person in the state for a total of $559 billion. Now they're already broke. I don't know where they're gonna come up with the money, but they wanna do that. Uh, in Russia, Mr. Putin fell down the steps last night at his private residence, soiled himself, was somewhat injured. They cleaned him up, got him back up, so he's operating again. But it just goes to show the dire condition this gentleman is in. He uh, suffering pancreatic cancer uh, and other things, supposedly. So we don't know if he's making the decisions or if somebody else is. So Biden, if somebody. So 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 Putin he fell down the steps. Has he been spending uh, some time with Biden, taking a page out of his book, or what's going on? Well, it's interesting. You know, Putin falls down the steps. Biden falls up the steps. <laughs> now, I don't know that's if that's true. an age thing or what, but you know, we've got two leaders here. We should probably be be looking into. Um, Alex Jones has declared bankruptcy, and to celebrate that, he had supper with Kanye West and Mr. Fuentes, and they were talking about the Nazis and how they love the Nazis and. Um, Kanye West has been banned from Twitter again. The guy never learns. Trudeau in Canada has decided he wants all the semi-automatic weapons, ammunition, everything to go with them. However, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, New Brunswick, no thanks, but no thanks. So he's going to have a fight on his hands to get that accomplished, but total seizure of all the weapons in Canada is something they're looking forward to in 2023. Eric Snowden is now a Russian citizen and received his passport yesterday. Wonderful news. Um, Mr. Um, wonderful news, is that uh, facetious or is that a good thing? That's facetious, yes. Yeah, so you've actually interacted with Snowden, if I recall. And yes. uh, so he's now moved his headquarters to Russia and he can move more freely and safely because they've given him uh, citizenship? Exactly. Okay. He moved to Russia because he feared the United States government, and I don't blame him. Uh, he has some really interesting insights on a lot of stuff that's happening. And when I received that, I tried to get that to everybody so they can take a look at it. And, um, you know, he tells a lot of things that uh, our government doesn't want to be known. Uh, Tesla now has a semi that they rolled out. Pepsi-Cola ah. has ordered 100 of them, and they're good for 500 miles. The size of the battery must be humongous, and I can't imagine of the titanium supplies available on Earth, how much that must use for a battery. But I got to tell you what, I don't think it's, they're not going to be successful in the mountains. On the, uh, you know, the really hot areas of the United States in the summer, those batteries are not going to work, but we'll see what they do. All right, let's see. We're going to go in. Okay, Tesla. Mr. Musk has come up with a new phone. Uh, about five, six days ago, he announced on his website that he's got a new phone. It's called the Pi phone. It's going to be solar powered. It'll be interactive with brain chips. 
Starlink and his Powerwall, which he's developed for homeowners, okay? It's going to be expensive. I don't doubt that. But it has continuous satellite connectivity, so he doesn't have to worry about the normal means that you and I use for a phone. It is so far ahead of anywhere else, you can also make cryptocurrency transactions on it. It has the power of a computer and it can do everything. Now, when this all hooks up with his Starlink, with Neuralink and everything else, he's gonna have a phone system that nobody's ever imagined. So launch date's not for certain, but it's gonna be fairly soon it appears. So let me ask about Starlink. You know, we live in the mountains in Colorado and we see a lot of signs around uh, promoting Starlink because a lot of people can't get traditional uh, internet. But uh, I, I am, as you know, Randy, and you know, I've talked about this. I'm very suspicious of Musk. I think he is uh, not a good guy. He's a transhumanist. He's right now a pawn in the game. He certainly advocates some things that are good, but uh what, what what do you would you recommend Starlink or what do you think? Well, anybody when asked you know about God and Elon says, well, we don't know, we haven't invented him yet. <laughs> it it kind of sends a you know shiver up my spine. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, the guy when he's interviewed, he's intelligent. There's no doubt about it. He is good at what he does, but he is out there on a different planet. I don't know what the color of the sun is on his planet. But he is definitely not of us. I got to tell you, he's got great ideas. But I don't know that bringing him to fruition is going to be what we're going to really want in the near future. But I think he's coming. You know, he charges $4.99 for a hookup and $115 a month. And I got to tell you what, that's cheaper than my internet. The internet you can take with you in your car. You can have it at your home. Um I think he's got a great product, but I'm afraid what is behind it maybe is not so good when we talk about the COVID graphene oxide that we talked about a year ago, et cetera. So yeah. I'm kind of like hide and wait. Yeah, I think it's like so many things today. I mean, you got to have eyes wide open. I mean, we take advantage of technology. I mean, even right now, this podcast that we're recording, I mean, uh, it's it, we're t making use of technology and, you know, uh, podcasting sites that are in deep with the Luciferian global elite. Uh, but, you know, we're just simply trying to get the gospel out, get the word of God out, awaken people like we read about in First Thessalonians 5, 6. And, you know, uh, we, we understand that we're being tracked and we understand that we're being monitored and sur surveilled. But uh, as long as these uh, technologies are available to us, we might as well use them uh, to further uh, the work of the Lord. Um, but again, the difference is we understand, you know, when we hold a smartphone in our hand that, hey, this is really ultimately not uh you know not a good thing now i i have a lot of friends and colleagues out there who who have chosen to sort of go off the grid as much as they can and i admire that i actually envy that in many ways uh, but i feel like uh for not by works ministries we can do more good for the cause of christ by you know using the internet and and ex you know you know exposing uh, the elite as long as we're allowed to and uh trying to wake people up so i th that's kind of my take on the, the starlink with uh, elon musk and that internet satellite it, it's uh you know i wouldn't say you should absolutely not use it we probably wouldn't use it but we don't have to we have other options but if you do use it um, recognize that, you know, it, it, you know, have your eyes wide open because it could be shut down at any moment. Exactly. Now, the main competitor to Mr. Tesla, to Mr. Musk is Apple. Now, Apple has proven to be a shill of the Chinese government in the last month. They had a, um, an app called, um, let's see, what was it called here? Yeah, AirDrop. You're, you're talking about AirDrop. Apple. Apple, yes. to be clear, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was on their phone, and basically what you do was communicate with others with that app in a group without using any transmission lines, using any internet or anything else. Well, the Chinese government didn't like that, so they had Apple disconnected. So during the riots, they have not been able to use that, and they have no connectivity with uh, telephones, computers, internet, etc. So what little bit we know about what's going on in China. It's getting to be a bigger mess, more riots, more put downs by the government. I had some um, 
amateur radio contacts in China and Russia. I am no longer able to contact them at all. Their sites are down. That tells me that they have been confiscated, torn down, whatever. So you can only imagine the worst that's going on there now. Now, the problem with all of this is China thinks the United States is behind all of this. China is looking for ways to make us pay. Now, if you've noticed the shortage of antibiotics in the last month or two, those are the medications that are manufactured primarily in China. They've started shutting those down. There are shortages or they're not available at all. Uh, this is also a danger to Taiwan. Taiwan, if they're involved in it, China might just step in now and take over Taiwan. China needs the chips that Taiwan manufactures for everything that they've got planned. They do not have the capacity to manufacture enough themselves. Now, the problem is if China takes over Taiwan, that'll cause a fall in the gross domestic product of the United States, five to 10%. That will send us into a depression with the amount of money that that will affect the products, the supply lines, everything else. So I hope Biden is watching this because that is something that cannot happen. And it may because the Chinese are, they're looking for retribution right now. And they're looking at us, unfortunately. Now, a, a couple of things uh, on the China connection here. Um, you said they're blaming the U.S. Uh, they're blaming the U.S. both because they think it's sort of our Western philosophy that is infiltrating uh, their populace there and, and causing them to uprise. But they're also blaming the U.S. because they really think we have you know, agents that have infiltrated over there and are fomenting this uprising, which is probably also true. Um, but this is very interesting because we, I believe, and I've talked about this elsewhere, that ultimately, uh, it remains to be seen whether it's before the rapture or after the rapture, but ultimately, I do believe Russia and China are going to ally together and come against the U.S. to bring down the United States. And if the Lord tarries is coming, we could see the downfall of the United States, uh, you know, and have to live through it. So uh, there are many ways that they could bring down the United States. It doesn't have to be militarily. And we don't know what weapon in their arsenal they will use. But keep your eye on China. It's a it's a big it's a big part of the puzzle. And then you mentioned the antibiotics. I saw something recently where uh, a lot of our antibiotics are made in China. Is that the case? Yes, most of the yeah. top antibiotics, about 95% of them are made in China. Unfortunately, we don't have any backup producers for most of it. Yeah, so now, this could this could last for a while. Yeah, and so I and I've been seeing that on the mainstream news. You talked about it months ago uh, with me, uh, and uh, and now, sure enough, like so many of the things that you say, we start to see it trickle out into the mainstream news. So for our listeners. Uh, we want to want to give you a way to contact Randy if you want to him to give you a, some suggestions on how to get antibiotics because you can get them now uh, through telemed uh, services and uh, it's fairly expensive. But I highly recommend, in light of what could be coming down the pike, that people have as part of their preparedness uh, supplies a good supply of various antibiotics. So what's the best way, I know you're not th through reporting yet, but just as I'm thinking about it, what's the best way for people to reach you, Randy? Well, this is a good, this is a good time to give that information. All right, you can get me through email. Now, when you send me an email, kind of let me know who you are, give me a name and stuff so I know who I'm dealing with because I get hundreds a day. But the email address is r, is in rabbit, M is in Mary, E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, A is in Adam, 57 at AOL.com. So that's R-M-E-N-S-A-57 at AOL.com. So yes. R is in rabbit, M is in Mary, E is in elephant, N is in Nancy, S as in Samantha, A is in apple. The number is 57 at AOL.com. And if you didn't get, get that, maybe you're driving or we said it too fast, uh, just email not by works and we can uh, put you in touch with him. So, uh, but yeah, I would encourage people to at least think about uh, because there's two reasons you might need antibiotics. In the first place, uh, there's there we are headed towards a very severe shortage so that your doctors 
may or may not be able to uh, to, to give them out. Uh, they may not have the supply. But secondly, we could end up in a scenario where there's some kind of crisis or uh, situation in our country that prohibits you from even going to the doctor. And if you had a supply of antibiotics on hand, it would allow you to, you know, if you happen to get an infection of some kind, it could be life-saving. So uh, I would look into that. Uh, but what else have you got for us, Randy? Okay. One other way they can contact me is through my uh, amateur radio license. My license number is K is in Kilo, C is in Charlie, zero, V is in Victor, V is in Victor, J is in Jericho. I would suggest if you know ham radio operators, amateur, whatever you want to call them, get to know them. And in times of emergency, we can either use what is called Echo Link, which is on your computer, or we can actually use our radios to contact people back and forth, make sure you're okay, make sure something's going on, there's an emergency, we can get you help, whatever. It seems um, like this might be the best with what's coming because we can talk radio to radio and they can't prevent that. Yeah, now ham radio, uh, speaking of that, uh, uh, we our, our podcast, we just ran some analytics yesterday. Uh, we have people in 48 different countries listening to this podcast, and that number is growing every day uh, by God's grace. God's really been uh, giving us uh, an increased stewardship here, and we're thankful for his blessings. Uh, but so ham radio is particularly helpful for those maybe in other countries. So give out your handle one more time. It is K, as in Kangaroo, C is in Charlie, zero, V is in Victor, V is in Victor, J is in Jericho. All right, now, another way, if you're on a CB, I don't have my CB on a lot of times, but if I do, my handle there is medic99. You ought to be able to remember that. But if you're less than 20 miles, you might get a hold of me. Anything further than that, that, that way is not going to work. On the amateur radio, though, if I use repeaters, I can contact anybody in the country. So they're very efficient. As long as they don't take that down, we have another avenue that most people don't have. And if they have questions on what we talk about on the podcast, if it's a religious, theological, your uh, ministry, they need to contact you. If they have questions on my stuff or they're confused, I'm more than willing to let them email me also. Understand if a thousand of you do this a day, it's going to take a while for me to get back to you. So use it judiciously. Excellent. So we've talked about uh, the paranormal piece and how there's an upsurge. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen, I saw one video where a demon appears uh, before a child's uh, bed. Uh, and again, these are, you know, cameras that are motion activated and these are manifestations, I mean, unmistakable and, and uh, of some type of otherworldliness. We believe based on God's word that that would be demonic. Uh, we've talked about the animal mutilations and how that's been all over the news again. And uh, there's some differences, as Randy pointed out, with the animal mutilations. We've given you an update on the Russia-Ukraine situation, but don't forget, I know Randy's got a few more things here, but don't forget, as we're thinking about all these things, uh, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Even though we need to be aware of these things and be prepared for them, as Proverbs 22.3 says, he who sees trouble coming prepares for it, but a fool doesn't, and he suffers because of it. Uh, even though we need to be prepared for these things, we should never fear all of these things that are coming upon the earth. God has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, but it's helpful and, and I think critical to know these things so that we can uh, prepare for them. And uh, it's also exciting because uh, as this battle heats up, it just shows we're getting closer and closer uh, to the end times, as uh, Jan Markell calls it, trending toward the tribulation. And I love that phrase. Uh, and so... Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, th th this is, I just want to encourage people, stay in the Word of God and don't let this stuff paralyze you with fear. I get many, many emails from people who've read uh, or are reading Volume 2, and they comment about how it was so heavy and it was difficult to read, and, and I get that. But don't forget to read the last part of the book where I talk about why all of this matters and who wins in the end and uh, what the practical implications are for us. So, uh, uh, Randy, what else have you got as we get ready to wrap up. Okay. 
if you have credit card debt, get rid of it. The crypto or the uh, digital currency is moving faster than they thought it would. Uh, they're going to have a rollout here in the spring. They want to have it totally in place by next June. Um, we're going to get into that more because it goes in with the demonic things that are going on. But I will tell you right now, the debt of the United States versus the assets of the United States, uh, we're in trouble. There's going to be a complete changeover of currency from our fiat currency to the dollars and cents. They're going to go to a digital currency and they're going to make it look like this is the best thing ever. It is going to be the destruction of America. But it goes along with some other things. And in the next two weeks, we're going to go more into the demonic. We're going to go into the mutilations. We're going to go into what's happening in the advertising sector of the United States. And we're going to go on into some really weird things that are going on with our legislators. I've got phone calls in and meetings set up with people. I want to get the information, but I want it to be factual when I give it to you. Because when you hear some of this stuff, you're going to sit back and think you have entered the twilight zone. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and let me add to that. You know, we're what we're doing is taking facts and, and we vet the facts pretty heavily and then drawing conclusions and connecting the dots. I've said many times I may not always be accurate in the way I'm connecting the dots. I'm doing my best to do it through a biblical lens. To, to interpret what the facts are through what God's Word says, uh, but there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there, and and I, I do my best to tell you when I'm speculating on here's why I think such and such happened, or here's what I think this means, uh, but there's no denying the facts. The facts are what they are, and, and speaking uh, of uh, the central bank digital currencies, I'm going to be speaking on uh, Tuesday night, December the 13th, at a Keep Colorado Free event. They've asked me to come speak on CBDCs. That's in Loveland, uh, Colorado. And uh, so be in prayer for us as we talk about that. Again, there's been some new developments, which hopefully we can talk about that maybe more next week uh, as, as it relates to the timeline of the rollout of these digital currencies. I personally think it's going to be harder than they think to make it universal. We know that's their goal. And certainly based on Revelation chapter 13, that's what's going to be happening during the tribulation period. It's going to be a global uh, uh, control of the monetary system so that nobody on earth will be able to buy or sell without government approval. Uh, and, and they're certainly striving to do that now. And if the Lord tarries is coming, uh, we could see more and more of that. I think they're going to get some pushback, um, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's it's actually a lot easier than people think for them to to push things over. Just look at what happened with the the pandemic and some of the responses to that. So uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to be speaking at Keep Colorado Free December the thirteenth. But uh, yeah, thanks for that update on the CBDCs. Anything else, Randy? One other thing, just to just to show how you don't know what's going on and you have to be prepared for anything. <clears throat> In Taiwan, they discovered a gentleman by the name, sorry about that, of Xing Tian. He was high up in the military, and at times he was in charge. He has been on the payroll of the Chinese for years. Uh, they had it set up that they were going to provide a basic uh, attack on the island. But before anything took place, this gentleman was going to surrender. At certain times, he would have been in a position to surrender Taiwan to the Chinese. Now, it was very close to happening, but they caught it. So whatever's happening in the world, understand there's 50 other things that we have no idea are going on. So this guy was a this guy was a Chinese spy working within the government of Taiwan. He was a Taiwan he was uh Taiwanese. Taiwan oh he was Taiwanese, China. but he was a spy yes. for the Chinese, right? The so Chinese, yeah. correct. So yeah. that that could explain why uh, you know, why there's been a delay uh, in, you know, China uh, attacking Taiwan. In other words, there's been a lot of, you know, people out there talking about uh, New World Order type things and speculating for several years now that, you know, any day now China is going to swoop in and attack Taiwan. Well, it could be that, uh, and like you say, we don't know what we don't know, but it could be that they had their agents in place and they, you know, it was going to go down differently than what we thought. Like you said, it was going to surrender. So they, you're saying they caught this guy? That's the deal? Well, they caught him taking the money. Otherwise, they would have never known it was going on. Hmm. But, you know, people talk. If they keep their mouth shut, you're never going to find out. But he talked to somebody who let the authorities know, and they were waiting for him. So 
you know, the elections just, just took place in Taiwan. This gentleman could have very easily been in power when some of that was going on. Had they instituted a mock attack or whatever, he would have just basically surrendered and Taiwan would have changed hands without a fight. Wow. So like you said, there are things going on. Uh, this stuff is extremely fluid. You don't know which direction it's going, but it's uh, it's a new and exciting frontier every day when I wake up. Let's put it like that. No doubt. Yeah. And you've got lots of great sources. And uh, yeah, and the implications of that, if Taiwan had changed hands, as you said, for the for for a lot of the other uh, uh, technology and, and manufacturing and some of those things would have been pretty profound. So, uh, well, Randy, thank you very much. Uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. I hope you guys are really recognizing the value of being able to dialogue about this stuff. I know we've, we talk about a lot of different things, but we're basically just giving you on this particular podcast with Randy each week, highlights, news items that are relevant. Remember the spirit of the antichrist is alive and well, and we uh, are, should do what Jesus said to do. And that is look for the signs of the times. And that's what we're trying to do. And so uh, if you want to reach out to Randy, uh, we gave you his email earlier. Let me give it one more time. That's R as in Randy, M as in Mary, E as in Elephant, N as in Nancy, S as in Samantha, A as in Apple, the number 57 at AOL.com. Or you can reach out to us at notbyworks.org. Uh, don't forget, uh, spread spread this information around, you know, uh, you know, this is something that many people need to hear. Uh, our podcasts with Randy have been some of our most popular podcasts since we started having him on the program, but forward them, forward them to people you know that need to hear it. And then uh, they'll also maybe hear the gospel. You know, uh, Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead. He's our only hope. And if you don't know the Lord, boy, now more than ever, you need to place your faith in Jesus Christ, who died to pay your personal penalty for sins, rose from the dead and then has the power and authority to give you eternal life if you'll trust him for it. So uh, if you already know the Lord, stay in the word. Remember, greater is he who is in us than he who is uh, in the world. Don't forget, uh, if you're going to be in the Dallas area next week, Monday through Wednesday is the annual Pre-Trib Research Center Conference, and I'll be there uh, in the exhibit area. Uh, I'd love to have you come by and uh, say hello to us at the booth, or if you'd like to volunteer to help us out, at our Not By Works Ministries uh, resource table. Uh, we'd love to help. So uh, stop by and say, hey, I can give you a couple hours. Uh, and then uh, don't forget too, we'd be, we'd love to do some Zoom meetings with you. If you have a group, no matter how small or how large, uh, just shoot me an email at notbyworks.org and we can put you on the calendar to to do a, uh, a uh, Zoom meeting. We don't charge anything for that. It's just something I enjoy doing. It's just one more way to get the message out. All we ask is that you let us record it uh, so that we might be able to post it if if it uh, works out uh, to our podcast channel to let others benefit from that Q&A. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Randy, for your time. And we look forward to seeing you next week. I'm going to be on the road next week, but I think we should still be good for our Friday uh, podcast with Randy. And uh, until then, let me encourage everyone to uh, to just remember greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So even though something wicked this way comes, things are getting more and more intense. We know who wins in the end. So thank you for joining us, everyone, and God bless.